Hello, my name is Whitney, and I am joined here by Autumn. Hello. And our tech guy, Michael, you can't hear him, but he's there. Nahaya is actually away this weekend, so she will not be joining us on this podcast. Womp womp. <laughs> but this week, we will be covering the Super Bowl, the Oscars, and... The Mandalorian, part two. Ooh, we love the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Yes. Okay, so let's just uh, jump into things. Actually, let's start with, how are you, Autumn? Like, how was your day? <sighs> you know, I made it through. I feel like a lot of people consider the weekend to start on Friday, but mine will not, in fact, start until Oscar Sunday. So, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I still got to keep on chugging a little bit, but we're alive and we're thriving right now. So it's good. How are you, Whitney? Um, I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. Uh, I Honestly, if you would have asked me yesterday, I would have been terrible because we had an exam <laughs> today and I was freaking out about it. But I made it through that. I'm proud of myself. And I have like seven more assignments that I have to do before Monday. But that's a later me problem. So we're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's talk Super Bowl. Yes. Mainly the halftime show because I don't think either one of us particularly cares about American football or other football. I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoke too soon. But I can assure you I was not a fan of either of the teams that played. But... I am incredibly happy, like over the moon, that the Patriots wasn't involved. I know, for once in like 10 years or something. That they yeah, weren't. like if you literally look back at the last couple of years, like dating, I actually looked it up back until the, uh, since the Ravens won the Super Bowl, which I think was my sophomore year of high school. And the uh, Patriots have been in the Super Bowl every year, except for like one. And I was like, y'all need to go away. And they did. but anyway the most important part of any super bowl the halftime show j-lo and shakira how did you feel about that oh my god my jaw was just on the floor the whole time (laughs) um when shakira opened like with the fireworks and then the light show kept like escalating i was like Mm. whoever did this good job good job yeah, like I only had one like critique and it wasn't of either of the performers because, well, any of the performers, I should say, because they were all amazing. But like the tech people, whoever like cut out like Shakira's mic and like, or like dropped her back backing vocal when she started crowd surfing, like, oh. that was whack. I was yeah. like, <laughs> you needed to do better. Yeah, I was also like, I don't know that I'm comfortable with you crowd surfing right now um, <laughs> because you're basically in a bikini. Mm-hmm. That was my, but like, not, okay, that sounded slut shamey. I need to check myself, but <laughs> I don't have a problem with what they were wearing or what they were doing because that's just how people dance now. So mm-hmm. if you have a problem with that, maybe you haven't been in the club for like a while, okay? <laughs> Because that's just how people do it. And you know what? If you got it, flaunt it. Yeah. And she got it. She do so, got it. Oh, yeah. And uh, you should, like, Shakira ended up wearing a similar outfit, like, during the Super Bowl halftime show as her character in Zootopia. So I was just Oh, like, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Light bulb moment. Light yeah. bulb moment. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Like, I love that. But then she ended up changing into, like, that gold outfit later on when oh, she came out I with died. J-Lo. I died. 
And then like JLo's performance when she was on the pole and just like pole dancing. I was like, girl, you really showing us what you learned from hustlers, aren't you? <laughs> She's like, I trained for months for this. I'm not going to only use it once and then throw it away. You know, mm-hmm. I am all for that. If you have the skill, you might as well keep utilizing it. And I really liked when she was um, kind of doing some acrobatics on the dancers, like while oh, the male yeah. dancers were like holding her up mm-hmm. and um, she was singing while on the pole. I was like, this is next, this is next level entertainment right it, here. It really is. It's like, she's so talented, both of them. Like, oh my goodness, just over the moon. And like the music, like sitting there listening to all of that. I was like, I totally forgot how many bops each of them had. Like, Oh my goodness, the minute that uh, Jayla was like, let's get loud, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to say, though, I'm kind of disappointed that uh, She Wolf was sung in English. Yeah. Just because, like, for me, um, I don't speak Spanish, even though my family is uh, from Panama. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my cousins were probably admittedly way too young to be singing and dancing to that song when it came out. But um, I just remember having family gatherings and all of us would be like having the Shakira CD on and it would be the Spanish version, obviously, because most of my family um, spoke Spanish. So my little cousins would put Loba on and just like teach me how to do dance moves that I didn't really learn it, (laughs) you know, my like little white neighborhood, you know. Um, So I really wanted to hear Loba, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm so glad like the message that was uh, put behind the Super Bowl performance and I don't want to get political here, but why not go for it. You know what? It's our podcast. True. Uh, <laughs> like the kids in the cages was such a powerful moment. And some people were like, triggered by it like watching it they're like oh my gosh the kids are in cages and it's just kind of like are you not paying attention to like what's actually happening and um of course like uh j-lo with her puerto rican flag and uh just the fact that uh they were singing i think it was like born in america or something Mm -hmm. like that born in the usa yeah uh and so (laughs) it was kind of just like reinforcing like the fact that Puerto Ricans are Americans and because Mm -hmm. there's always that like disconnect that some people just don't seem to get it's like yes they are American citizens yeah so recognize it (laughs) yeah and just the fact that like the Latin population the Latino Latinx population in the United States is so massive it really is you know um I grew up in Houston and I would just see it everywhere you know my family was part of that community um it it was something that when I went to school in different cities, it was really surprising to me to not see a huge uh, Latinx population wherever I went. And so, like, to see that celebrated so vibrantly and, like, wonderfully at the Super Bowl, it, like, made me both a little homesick but also, like, happy that this is something that a whole nation can celebrate together. And I just, oh, my God, the BOA flag that Jayla wore. I just, mm-hmm. oh my God, it was so fabulous how she oh, flourished when she took it off and just yes. was like glowing. And I was like, yeah, celebrate yourself because you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it. And even like Demi Lovato's uh, national anthem performance. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Some people are like comparing her to Whitney Houston. Sorry, sis. 
no. Yeah. But <laughs> That's a bit were, of a stretch. You were amazing in your own right. Like, I am not going to take that from you because, like, I'm still weeping from your Grammy performance. But Whitney's, like, next level. So we're just going to leave that there. But you were great. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Hashtag do it for Demi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that pretty much covered everything that we wanted to say about the Super Bowl, unless you wanted to say something more. Um, hashtag shout out to Katie Sowers for being the first uh, woman yes. lesbian offensive coach in Super Bowl history. I was hoping she would get that ring, but there's always, you know, next year or the year after. She's got a long, long career ahead of her, and I'm just so thrilled. Also, if you didn't know, she's a twin, and both her and her sister play professional female football. So check them out on Instagram. You will not be disappointed, I assure you. That's amazing. I did not know that, but... I did know about uh, like Katie, mm-hmm. but it's uh, like I'm kind of glad that Kansas City ended up winning because they haven't won in like 50 years. So I was like, oh man, that's great. But then on the other side, <laughs> I was like, but I don't know. I don't know. I was like really torn throughout mm-hmm. the entire game and I was watching it and I was just like, oh, there they go. Oh. There they go. And then, like, the fact that the 49ers ended up coming back and just, like, killing it in, like, six minutes left in the game, that my mind was blown. But that being said, it was, like, an actual, like, historic event that she was there and just, like, doing the thing, trying not to curse. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, I think that about wraps up Super Bowl talk. Yeah. So, yeah, I do want to kind of shout out Joaquin Phoenix for um, using his BAFTA speech airtime, which it just, I had to remind myself that football is really only an American thing and that the rest of the world was out there throwing awards at movie people on the same night. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. But then I thought about it and I was like, oh, they're British. (laughs) They're British. So that's what it is. (laughs) um, I'm like, oh, they don't care about this at all. (laughs) So Joaquin Phoenix took home um, the best actor BAFTA, which I'm sure no one shocked about um, for Joker. But he used his platform to highlight the fact that there's a systemic racism problem in Hollywood. And he kind of even acknowledged that he could be doing more himself. So I thought that was a really good use of time. And I was listening to a different podcast yesterday and they were kind of talking about the fact that he might be trying to distance himself from part of the cultural narrative about Joker, you know, because a lot of um, alt-right young men have been looking to that movie as kind of vindication for their cause. Have they been like glorifying it? Oh, of course. I mean, but when has the Joker not been glorified? Yes, I mean, Heath Ledger. We Pro- love him. Problematic fave Joker right there, you know. Um, so he, I think it was just a really good opportunity for him to kind of step away from that mm-hmm. and to kind of acknowledge that while he may be more method actor, he can still, he can come out of that and not be uh, not be a knucklehead about it. You yeah. Know? Uh, so <laughs> also thinking of ways not to curse on this show. It's hard. It really um, is. Yeah. So that was just a good thing that happened, but we'll see if, you know, the, the chips fall. Um, people actually back up their words with actions because words don't do anything in this world unless you back it up with action. So 
Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I did see the Joker and I, I thought it was great. I wouldn't mm-hmm. glorify it for everything that was in it, but I did absolutely think like the storyline and the acting so good. Yeah, I have to agree. It was honestly one of my favorite movie going experiences this year. And I don't think it's going to win best pictures because of how polarizing and anti superhero, um, the Academy base tends to be, but, mm-hmm. um, wasn't, um, uh, the Avengers was, it was nominated for something. Yeah. They're nominated for visual effects, but yeah. people don't think it may win because the Avengers franchise has never won in that category before. Interesting. Um, no Marvel movie has even, um, Black Panther did not win in that category. So, uh, did Black Panther win anything at the Oscars? Um, I think it won. It did win something. There yeah, was like, like a production remember. designer or something that won a major award, but I can't remember exactly what that was. But um, that was the only thing it took home, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, I remember because the girl was like, she was probably our age or something crazy, but she was like a young black female and she was like really delivering a very powerful message about like mental health and like believing in yourself and it was honestly like one of the best oscar speeches i've ever seen and i'm so sorry that i forgot her name right now (laughs) Um, we'll definitely just have to look it up later because we love that like yeah that's what young people doing things gives me hope man yeah (laughs) yeah but like the oscars my favorite day of the year (laughs) oh my god yes who do you think or should I say, which movie do you think is going to take home the best picture prize? Well, considering I haven't seen all of these movies and you were definitely raving so much about Parasite, like you and Nahaya, um, I kind of feel guilty that I haven't seen it. So I'm only going to have to go with the things that I have seen. And I've only seen one, which is the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do know um, things about all the other ones, well, at least most of the other ones that are nominated. And I heard, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, the plot of it was kind of all over the place and people were kind of confused. I I disagree hardcore with that sentiment. I think people just... I mean, granted, I knew that there was going to be a bait and switch in a in a way Mm -hmm. so i I kind of knew that there was a surprise coming but i still think that if you follow the thread of the movie it makes sense like none of it was totally out of left field in my opinion Mm. um i have a feeling that that one's gonna take the award home interesting yeah i just think the way that they vote for best picture is so it's so difficult to really gauge what the number one movie of the year was in Mm -hmm. the academy's perspective because of how they do the voting for best picture um how do they do the voting for best picture is it as messed up as the grammys (laughs) um i don't know how the grammys do it but um they use a preferential ballot system so that Mm -hmm. means you have to rank every single movie on the list and I think there's nine this year, but I could be wrong. So like one through nine, right? Mm-hmm. So a movie has to have 50% of the vote in order to win best picture, but no, there's no way that would happen on just the first, if just looking at everybody's number one mm-hmm. position. So in the instance, 
the movie, you total all the ballots to begin with in the number one spot. The movie with the, I'm, I'm hoping to God I'm explaining this correctly. Um, basically, you your numbers story? get, your movies get knocked off your own list until one of them arrives at like the high percentage. So okay. um, let's say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has initially 30% of the vote. So everybody's number one gets knocked off if it wasn't if it wasn't once upon a time in hollywood and Mm -hmm. the next one is looked at so the number two is looked at so it might take somebody could rank a movie fifth but that could contribute to the the percentage of the best picture getting 50 percent. so it's not totally a per uh, you know an accurate Mm -hmm. uh portrayal of what people thought was quote unquote the best movie that year yeah that's a very interesting way of like doing a voting system um yeah i i personally can't suggest a better way but i will openly critique the way they're doing it now (laughs) which means i'm part of the problem but it's fine um how do the grammys do it um so there's like a um almost like a committee i forget exactly what it's called um but they're the ones who do like the initial voting and well, it's actually like two rounds of voting. So it's like the initial voting of everyone who should be within the category. And then they do the second round of voting of who they believe should be the one who is chosen. But then there's a lot of speculation within that like second round of just how like valid it actually is. And there was uh, like an executive of like, um, like the Grammys who was like, yeah, there's like things that are happening that shouldn't be happening and people are getting awards that don't deserve it and (gasps) yeah the scandal i know and uh then the grammys was like oh we're going to like uh do some investigations about these claims and x y and z and apparently like this girl got like removed from her position it was it was like some major tea i was like oh okay um I want to be in the room where it happens. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, there's just a whole lot of speculation of how the voting actually happens, especially with um, a lot of fans like this year, just like kind of being upset that Billie Eilish won all the last four categories. They were like, there should have been more like diversity there, but it is what it is. I mean, her album was everywhere all the time. So it kind of (laughs) makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, was there another topic that you wanted to cover other than just uh, best picture for the Oscars? Uh, I don't know. It could be fun to do like, uh, I think best actor is kind of where the the most uncertainty is this year, just because of, everybody knows Renee Zellweger is going to win. Like actor in a best leading actress? role? Yeah, actor in a leading role. I will shout out Renee, though, because we're from the same hometown. So I got to be proud of you if you win, Henny. Represent the South well. So <laughs> we'll see if her accent comes out on stage. Yeah. I, I'm just now, like, looking at the actresses and, like, the movies they're associated with. Oh, that's another movie I wanted to see, Bombshell. Really good. It was really good. Oh, man, I want to see it so bad. I remember when I saw the first ad for it and I was like, oh, I like did a presentation on this in uh, college, just like generally about like 
uh, Fox News and the scandals that were happening. Mm-hmm. So and, many, so many bad things. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I definitely want to go see this movie. Guess who didn't go see it? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, who do you think will take home uh, actor in a leading role? OK, so refresh my memory and help me out. Antonia Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, uh, Jonathan Price, and oh man, I always fuck up his name. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, so I mean, I think Joaquin's gonna take it. I really do also think that Adam Driver deserves it equally as much. However, because okay. Scarjo, we've had a lot of ups and downs together, and I'm still gonna go see you in Black Widow because I've been waiting ten years for yes, this movie. Same. Okay, but Marriage Story did not have two leads; it mm-hmm. had one lead, and his name is Adam Driver. Okay, <laughs> so that movie has been billed as, you know, co-stars here, but I don't think that the way that story was told was equal, or maybe the uh, interpretation of the script onto screen wasn't necessarily equal just as most marriages are not equal <laughs> adam driver really really um did a great job in that movie it redeemed him for kylo ren in my <laughs> eyes so honestly like because i i knew of uh adam driver as an actor before the year 2018 but when he was in Black Klansman was when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's got some chops. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I see you, I see you. Um, but of course, I did not see Marriage Story, so I can't comment on it. I will say that one's easy to find because it's on the, Netflix. the Netflix. It's on the Netflix, <laughs> along with The Irishman that is three and a half hours long. <laughs> At least you can pause it to go to the bathroom and get a snack. <laughs> that, you know? That's true. That's true. We uh, we always bring it up in my um, marketing digital media course. And our professor, Michael Smith, loves it. He's like, oh, it's so good. And then um, this other guy in my class, his name's Clemens. He loves it. And then, uh, is it Shannon? I think Shannon absolutely loved the movie. She's like, yes. This one's a good one. And I was just like, man, all these people raving about this. I must see it. And then I always get home and then I watch Good Girl, Good Girls instead because three and a half hours just seems like too much. <laughs> but for some reason, I will watch four episodes of an hour long show. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, what have I done? <laughs> well, since we're on the topic of TV. Yes. Baby Yoda's coming back. He is. Oh, I'm so excited. I saw this like um, picture. It was like a hand-drawn something. I don't even know. I'm like very bad at describing things. <laughs> <laughs> this is great for an audio medium. Right? Hi, guys. Picture this. Someone drew something by hand, but it was like on a computer. <gasps> Boom. Mind blown. Um, but it was about Baby Yoda, and he was like, pointing out little like alien toys that he wanted (laughs) and it was just so cute so yeah please get back to your point no i want to hear more about this did daddy din give him some some plushies he did he got them all oh my god okay (laughs) i will say i do hope a toy or a car seat or a crib or uh 
anything baby friendly makes its way into um the mandalorian's <laughs> ship because it's not childproofed it's not. as we saw multiple times <laughs> the baby could very easily walk off the ramp um thank god a babysitter found him and not the empire right um, right <laughs> so i just really hope that there's proper child care provided in season two although i really doubt it at this point i just really hope that uh baby yoda becomes strong enough that he can just protect himself and he's just like i don't need you <laughs> <laughs> i don't need you with my three fingers on just like... <laughs> but i gotta say do we think that there's a chance this baby will be on the dark side that's a very good question. Because he was trying to choke out uh, that girl. I'm sorry, I don't know her name. The characters don't have names in my mind. They just look the way they do, and I say But that I know one. exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because there was maybe, in fact, one woman in the series. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very fair question. Um I don't know, man. I didn't even think about this this before right now. I think there could be a possibility, but like even like Yoda, he'll like protect the ones that he cares about. And baby Yoda early on realized that uh, Ben was trying to protect him. So that's true. You know, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> we just I get a know. silent shrug from Michael. Yeah. Michael said, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um oh michael says he hasn't seen it which what are you doing with your life right now you should stop recording this podcast and just immediately go to disney plus um binge it but so disney kind of admitted that they're not going to focus as much on movies for star wars right now oh my goodness i thought you were going to say baby yoda i was like they are fired unforgivable (laughs) um i think all 28 million subscribers to disney plus would unsubscribe (laughs) if that happened so also, wow, 28 million. That's insane, especially just for the U.S. Like, I know. What's going to happen when this goes international? Everyone's going to be like, we need to know what Baby Yoda's about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bob Iger, the chairman and chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company, to quote this article from Forbes, uh, <laughs> has admitted that they're going to kind of pull away from making Star Wars movies for a, l- a little while and mm-hmm. put a lot more of their effort into the television aspect. And I think this is probably because the way that they've been churning out movies, they want to get um, content made very quickly mm-hmm. at this point so that they don't kill the hype around the franchise, I would say. Yeah. But they realized with Solo and Rogue One that maybe, you know, it takes a little more effort, energy, resources to make a movie that people enjoy on a large scale. So... Also, I don't know if you noticed this, but I definitely did. Um, like Rogue One. Oh wait, no. Solo isn't on Disney Plus. Way to shoot yourself in the foot, Bob. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I think with TV, they can definitely put things out to the world quicker without mm-hmm. spending maybe perhaps as much money as they would on a oh, movie. Yeah. You know, so. It's been hinted that maybe we'll see some spinoff shows from characters we've seen in The Mandalorian. I would love that. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get my eyes on the screen no matter what, so. Exactly, so why not have it something Star Wars related? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know. So I think that's really interesting, and 
I'm I'm fine with the fact that they're not going to give us many more movies in the immediate future. I think that it's kind of been like hitting us over the head a lot of the time. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Because um, it definitely felt like every time I turned around, they were releasing a new Star Wars movie. And I was like, okay, I know you're going to get my money, but like, do you really have to get my money this much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you also think that they kept putting out well, not only like these movies because uh, they really just had to like finish uh, the like small little trilogy that was happening. But like, do you also think it was because they were trying to build hype around the Star Wars installment in uh, Orlando, like the uh, oh, part of the amusement yeah. park? Also, it's in it's in uh, Anaheim, so... Ooh, we're about to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to be a season pass holder, eating some Bantha Blue Milk. Um, yes, I mean, I think that that's definitely playing into the strategy because they, they want to invest money in their physical property. Physical, mm-hmm. literally physical um, property because that is just a huge seg- segment of the business that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people overlook. And if they don't keep the cultural narrative um, relevant, then people are not going to want to spend 120 plus dollars a day to go to an amusement park. You know, if they haven't seen all the movies or know all the characters that are walking around or that kind of thing. Exactly. That's kind of like, um, if you go to, uh, Island of adventure, like Island of adventure universal, Mm -hmm. um, in Island of adventure, they had the like Jurassic park part of their, uh, theme park. And like, I've been watching Jurassic Park since the first one. Like, I know what's Mm -hmm. going on. But it's been there for so long that, like, some people are like, oh, Jurassic Park. Like, I know of it, but I don't really care to go to that part of the park. But, and, like, honestly, when you go there, you can, like, get on any ride because the lines aren't that long. But then they ended up bringing in um, the, like, uh, King Kong (laughs) uh, rides. Oh, okay. And it's, like, right next to... Uh, the Jurassic Park. And so people will go to King Kong and then they're like, oh, wait, there's that like Jurassic Park thing over there. And Jurassic World just came out and X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So like they definitely had to like revamp that to get the hype up so that people would want to go ride these rides and do all of these things because if Jurassic World wouldn't have been a thing with Chris Pratt, they probably would have just been like, all right, we need to like invest some money into like putting something else here because like Jurassic uh, Park and like Harry Potter world is like right next to each other. So Harry Potter, they would have been like, you know what? This is booming. We're just going to like take out Jurassic Park and maybe put in more Harry Potter. There's a chance because they took out, there was like a a really problematic um, Middle Eastern kind of theme Mm -hmm. that was going on next to Harry Potter at one point. I don't know which one, but um. It's yeah, no longer there. They're oh, trying, they're re- they replaced it with like another roller coaster. Thank, thankfully, because like I do know whew. exactly what oh, you're talking about. Yeah, so I think this is like a really interesting conversation because it kind of just it's if people are spending more time watching TV and everything um, instead of going to the movies, which may not even even be true. Um, based from on your perspective, most <laughs> most, most no. There's an article um, shared really recently. I think yesterday. Perhaps it's saying um, Gen Z goes to the movies more than millennials do. Interesting. So, yeah, they're seeing Is more movies Is it because they have year. more time? Hmm. I would argue they might have less time. Really? Because 
they're in school for seven hours and then they have activities and homework and everything. Whereas like a working adult, which most millennials are working adults at this point or trying to be, <laughs> um, are working nine to five or whatever el- modern element of that <laughs> is in existence with shift work. But then when we go home from work, we're done, you know? So mm-hmm. my entire evening is free theoretically to do what I please with. I don't have to, most people aren't with the exception of us because we're in grad school, yeah. <laughs> um, aren't going home and just doing more homework or, you know, obligations of that kind of nature. I, yeah, I guess, I guess it could be that like millennials would have more time, but it's definitely more like, at least for Gen Z that, uh, they have more expendable income. So they might just mm. be able to just go to the movies whenever they want. Maybe it's going to be interesting to see if this continues like over time, you yeah. know, if they're going to watch, movies more online or um on the big screen so yeah because i know when i was in high school i went to the movies like all the time mainly just because of where i lived there was nothing else mm-hmm. but the, yeah like, i the mean movie you go to the mall and you go to the movies like that's what you do on <laughs> yeah. the weekend um so i feel that a lot yeah but i don't remember what main point i was making but it's fine um it was about the mandalorian oh yeah just like um I don't know. I want to see more Baby Yoda. I want to see. I don't want hit the. Um, I don't want Dan to take his helmet off. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of women would enjoy that. I'm not one of them. Um, I mean, he's great looking, but like, I don't need that. You mm-hmm. know, like I think if they do it strategically, like they did when he was in the village, and it was like a shot from behind. Yeah, and you just saw the back, like the back of his head. I really like that. Like, I want there to be mystery mm-hmm. around him. You know, because I think he can still be human. I mean, as we know from like Darth Vader, you can still be a human being behind a mask, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think playing off of that original kind of trope of like man behind the mask is more interesting to me anyway. Yeah. 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 I agree. I don't really want him to take his mask off either. Like, I don't know. It just. Like, aside from the mystery factor of it, it just, it almost makes him seem, like, stronger and, like, he can take care of baby Yoda, even though you know Yoda has, like, the force. It's like, well, Dan has his mask. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that baby's tiny, okay? Yeah. (laughs) So, I don't know what that says about masculinity, but that's yeah. for later yeah, <laughs> we that, that's a season, later topic <laughs> we see what season two brings so um yeah. yeah but like kind of in the same vein of like um television but kind of moving back towards the super bowl almost like a, a little loop a little in between yeah. yeah um so the mass singer happened right after the super bowl did you happen to catch it I went to YouTube and watched some highlights. Um, I did see the freak out when the robot's face was revealed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was also really shocked. And like, I. so do you want to reveal who the robot is? Yes, I will. In case you guys didn't know, spoiler alert, turn the podcast off. If you don't want to hear this. Hey there, everyone. As she mentioned, there will be some slight spoilers ahead. You can skip to 3721 to skip past those spoilers. It was Lil Wayne. And I got to tell you, I was shook. I was about as shook as Jamie Foxx was because... And Robin Thicke too. Robin yes. Thicke wanted to... He looked like he wanted to pass out. <laughs> he said, I worked with you. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> like, oh my god ken jong like kneeling on the table yes like, that yes. was so funny oh my gosh i was like crying at their reactions it was and but i was also like just completely dumbfounded because of while he was performing i was like i know this voice but i couldn't place it for the life of me i was like i don't know and then they were like oh like the fire truck it's red and like mm-hmm. the <laughs> periodic these, table thing yeah, yeah. they said like steve-o and i was like you know what maybe sure mm-hmm. i guess i don't really know what's going on in their lives right now so your guess would be as like way better than mine um and then when it was re- revealed that it was Lil wayne and i i was like oh my gosh fire truck because a fireman his song yeah <laughs> I, I was like oh my god like hindsight's 2020 right but um the first performer who came out i think he was like a white tiger and he was like super tall and he had mentioned like uh being at like the super bowl and all of that and my dad he loves the masked singer but i guess he just was not watching it he probably passed out during the super Mm. bowl i don't know but i had texted him after the white tiger had performed and i was like dad do you think it's rob gronkowski never responded we have communicated since then he has not even remotely mentioned my text never acknowledged that's so sad yeah so so i'm just like you know what that's fine but like i firmly believe it's rob gronkowski and if it's not the week that we have this podcast when i find out that he's been eliminated i will be shook or i will be like told you we're going to bring it back up, you know, because we're going to either be like, Whitney, you're so right. You're like, Whitney, what happened? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, you were so confident. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But that was The Masked Singer. And I, they got me hooked. Tomorrow, I think, is the next episode. Not really sure of how I'm going to end up watching it. But it's definitely something that I intend to do. But now that I'm talking about it, I need to um cancel my subscription to cbs all access because um i got it to watch the grammys and then i realized that it came in handy when i needed to watch the super bowl and now that both of those things have happened (laughs) i don't really need it see you later (laughs) but they already got my ten dollars and that's all they're gonna get (laughs) oh my god that's the problem with all these subscriptions it's like you turn on auto pay and then you kind of realize that you're not using it very often. And then, first of all, finding the unsubscribe button oh, on the app. Oh, it can be so hard. They intentionally make it hard because they don't want you to leave. They want your money, you know? But listen, it is so much easier to unsubscribe from any sort of streaming service than it was for me to unsubscribe from MoviePass. Let me tell you, <laughs> this company went under, like, it was so far under. They weren't doing anything. You couldn't do anything on the app to go to the movie. They're still taking your money. They were still taking my money. <laughs> this is why you failed Movie Pass. <laughs> and so I had to like jump th- jump through ten million hoops in order to like cancel this. And then I was like, if this doesn't work, I'm contacting a lawyer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my God. <laughs> but I managed to do it. So. I have my $10 that I then ended up giving to CBS All Access. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's going to be yours in a day or two if you ever remember to cancel that subscription. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be like next month. I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't do that. Yeah. 
you can watch the good fight in the meantime <laughs> but uh i think those are the main things we wanted to cover today so yeah we really did a great job just moving right through i i know we really just knocked all of that out i know we would have went the full hour if nahaya was here because she has so many wonderful words to say and opinions to share but she's not here which i'm kind of sad about yeah we'll see her next week yeah. she made us wait so to talk about a few things that she's very excited about so if you want to tune in next week we're we talking do. about hamilton yes got a movie uh or like live i don't know whatever the she'll does. she'll talk about um, it <laughs> she'll talk about it also survivor turns 40 next week that's insane and it's an all winter season so you bet that i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna have some opinions when oh, we man. come back so be ready for that we should all choose like a show to follow and then just give weekly updates yeah we should <laughs> and like i think it's a good mixture to get you know some some scripted some unscripted maybe some digital only you know if y'all are all about it i could talk for days about law and order SVU. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's been on the air for 20 plus years there we go i was like i don't even know how long so well and i've seen every episode that's crazy every single episode whitney is the number one <laughs> fan do you hear that send us some svu merch please do <laughs> all right well we'll I see you guys Olivia Benson. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening yes thanks for tuning in we will see you next week